at us. We this is this is an HD. <laughs> oh, this is very good. I, I, I even have a webcam you can borrow. <laughs> nah, nah, we're good. No, we're this doing the, a lot. This is our normal. This, this is the kind of budget we have. Uh, this is. Listen, like perfection. I said, uh, I like I told Connor at one point. Like the goal is that for the first season, we're just gonna get it out, <laughs> and then we can decide. Then we'll sell. I respect it. Oh Jesus Christ! All right, uh, for Connor uh, later in life. No, no, I'm just gonna go straight through it. Oh really? Or, yeah, I always just keep this part. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I don't know. I like I like the informal nature of it. Some people might hate it. Oh, you mean this is part you're leaving? Oh, this in. this is it. This oh, will yes. be in in the audio form. It's not going to be in in the video form. And the video form will start in five. That's the one. Four, three, <laughs> two. Hello and welcome to Sketch in Review, uh, a live, a little bit of a, a college improv reunion uh, episode. Uh, so. Uh, as you know, uh, I'm Billy. Uh, I'm with my co-host Connor here, and we've got uh, one of our improv buddies from college, uh, Max here. Max, if you want to say hi. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> this is also our first time in the same room. Yeah, true. Yeah, like, normally. Ever. Yeah, ever. <laughs> that's right. We we did four years of college improv together. I was terrified never... of getting catfished. I gotta tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, let's just uh, jump right in. Uh, so to open, we've got a, a cold open uh, in which Ego plays uh, Kentaji Brown Jackson uh, after her uh, ceremony at the White House. Uh, and basically the entire gimmick of the cold open is uh, Kentaji uh, just meets fi- other famous uh, firsts and like uh, famous uh, meets yeah, specifically famous yeah. black, yeah, yeah, famous yeah. black people. But, uh, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, first, uh, I forget who came. No, it's not famous black first. No, uh, first it, it was, was uh, uh, what's her name? First it was uh, the notorious RBG. That's right. Um, then it was the first black um, Thurgood Marshall. Uh, Thurgood Marshall. Marshall. And um, then it was um, Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman. And then it was Jackie Robinson. So not really. Oh first, yeah, but still yeah. Important Jackie figures Robinson that would be important. Was the only person. good. That's for getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> no, no, that's it's a good point to mention that. First off, Thurgood Marshall, like you said, is yet another Supreme Court deep cut. It's not as deep as, it's as the other one. People this is this know is a good name. Yeah, but I feel like they don't know the context. Honest, honestly, when Keenan first walked down, I'm like, why are they doing Justice Clarence Thomas? Again? I was thinking the same thing as well. Yeah, I, I mean, like. I get that it's topical, but I didn't really think the sketch was all that funny. Yeah, the problem the problem too, with the cold open is that it has to be political in nature. Which, yeah, is already a detriment in my opinion. <laughs> but, like, also, <laughs> I feel like it just, like, did not... There was not enough substance to carry it. Yeah, it was strange. It it, it felt... I don't know. It, it, it We've seen sketches that can say something while not being only preaching i don't like saying preachy because this show can't be preachy it, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't strive to be anything but in this case it was a lot of just hearing people say good job and then make not great jokes until as as you're gonna say uh the the uh jackie robinson comes out and jackie robinson is a really fun person to come out and we had three mm-hmm. non-joke people come out and then jackie robinson comes out also very important person, very uh, uh, first-time thing. You just don't think about baseball when you think about the Supreme Court. And that's a good <laughs> bit. 
Yeah. Plus, uh, plus fucking, like, you get the fun bit of Jackie Robinson being, like, you know, like, oh, boy, you're going to make a lot more than I did as a baseball player. <laughs> and, you know, we get to talk about the fact that baseball players get paid millions upon millions of dollars a year, while Supreme Court justice takes home six figures. I'm not sure what the number is, but yeah, it's but six figures. Do, to be fair, you do have the career forever. That's which true. is not which true is a trap. being a professional <laughs> Which player. is a trap. Well, a very good joke, that one. Uh, yeah, also, also Chris Red. Jackie Robinson in this case like I don't know what Jackie Robinson sounded like I'm 100% sure it's not Chris Red's <laughs> character but his performance for Jackie Robinson is exactly what you wanted for this scene this guy that just like pops in and like is is just like a regular person compared to these titans and is just like yeah this I uh I talking about how he didn't make any fucking money because baseball was a regular job back then. Yeah, yeah, it was like the 1940s. Yeah, 40s to 50s, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, so we can move right along to uh, the monologue. Uh, Underwhelming. Listen, uh, so so the running thing is that I'm a big monologue hater. I just... It's so hard to do a good monologue if you don't just let the comedy writers write comedy. And it always feels like, especially with like big name actors and stuff, they always want to have like, oh, let's do this thing because I think it'll be fun, and then it's not fun. Like redoing Dreamgirls is not fun. If you're a comedian, I feel like you can write a good monologue. Because yes. you're a comedian. Mm-hmm. But I feel like most, you're right, most default celebrities cannot structure a good enough monologue to, like, carry it. I think that's a fair point. It's true, it's true. I'm I'm uh, a monologue apologist. I tend to really like it when someone goes on. It seems like they're having a good time. And uh, I was loudly exclaiming for it to end. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it so I don't much. know why you would... Do, the song parody is too much. It was, it was I don't not, even know if it's a parody. I think they just straight up they sang just the sang song. No, you're right. That, you're right. It, oh. Parody is too... That's not even an applicable word. I don't know how Jake Gyllenhaal... Like, he's... I, he seems like he's probably a nice guy or whatever. He has negative charisma on the stage. Every ah, every scene that I see him in, he sucks the air out of it. I think he's okay. Like, he's kind of hot. He is he's kind of hot. hot. Which, sure. like, it, it is a certain criteria to be an actor. <laughs> I don't know if he's necessarily good. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, the monologue, mm, you yeah. know, we're never going to get anything I, good. I, I, feel like, from. I, I feel like, yeah, you, you could toss it. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. Uh, we've got more sketches we could toss. All Actually, it'd be a very short show if we tossed all the sketches we could toss. <laughs> alright, alright. So we'll get into one of the few sketches that at least kind of worked. It's true. Uh, why'd you like it? Uh, this is a game show sketch. We get a second week in a row where a game show sketch comes right out of the monologue. Uh, you know, it's always good. It's always easy because, you know, you have a described fucking platform for it. And, you know, it has a beginning, middle, and end almost no matter what. Uh, the entire premise is uh, just basically, uh, why did you like this specific Instagram post? Very good bit. Uh, it works. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of mad. I think it's a boring bit. I think, it, I think it's trodden ground. I think there's nothing, there's not much exciting to get out of it, but yeah, it's, it's effective. It's a, it's a joke that you can mm-hmm. tell as SNL. It's a little too similar in my opinion, like the joke throughout the scene mm. is pretty much the same joke every time, and yeah. it doesn't evolve that much. But on the other hand, I feel like a lot of times when I watch SNL sketches, I feel like they drop the ending. Like they just don't know what to do with the end of the sketch, 
and, and it's like much weaker than whatever the premise was. And in this one, they were like, we've got a decently funny idea. Let's just ride it out. And I honestly don't mind that. Yeah, yeah. but to that point, this is a sketch where there was a very easy joke. They were very good at sticking to the point. The point was, why did you like this uh, this image? They came up with a bunch of reasons why they liked that image. They were all wrong. Then they mumble, I really thought that I was going to fuck this person. And then we get to the very end of the sketch, and it's, why did you follow this person? It's Joe Biden. You all followed Joe Biden. Why did you do it? And the answer was, uh, well, we thought we could fuck someone that liked Joe Biden. That's not a joke. The joke is, we thought we could fuck Joe Biden. It's this, fun. This is it's, cor- This is correct. It's like, it, it's so easy. You don't, like, mm-hmm. you're not smart for coming up with a different answer if that's there. Like, that's a fun <laughs> thing. And even if you see it coming, there's something wonderful in seeing a joke coming and having it hit you and having it be exactly what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a... Sh- it, 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 it betrays the rule of threes... It betrays every, and it doesn't have to be. You don't have to follow the rule. Whatever, fine. But the point is, it's not a good punchline. But line. yeah, the alternative is weaker. Exactly. Yeah, so you, exactly. yeah, you've just sacrificed. I was even it. like straight up right before it. I was even giving it like a little bit of brownie points, just because like that's a le- there was a level of escalation there where where it went from why did you like this photo to why are you following this person? Uh, and yes. I was like, cool. Maybe we can get a third level where it's like why did you comment or something mm, like that. Yeah. Sure. And, I, and, it's, I, and it's I wanted, like, and it's but, why did you comment. Umami, you so sexy. Why don't we hang out sometimes? <laughs> or something like that. It's something like super cringe and fucking awful. I, I think what bothered me maybe a little bit is that the setup changed, but the punchline did not. The punchline mm-hmm. was always you wanted someone to like sleep with you or like you as a result of you doing this thing. Like that was basically always the punchline, and I wanted something slightly different. Or at the very least, I agree, I wanted them to want to have sex with, with Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. Yeah. <laughs> is that too much to ask? <laughs> Apparently it was. Apparently it is. Uh, so after that one, uh, we get the Dream Home Cousins sketch. Mm. Uh, this was like, a, it was a fine sketch, but yeah. uh, in, the same, in the same issue where it's kind of the same joke eight times in a row. And like each time you're like, you're hit, it's diminishing returns at this point yeah this was a very middling sketch in this episode for me (laughs) yeah i don't know about overall this sketch felt like i was introduced to the house hunter sketch which is an exceptional sketch oh is that already on uh, it, it's similar. It, you know, House Hunters. You know, I mean, yeah. much like all home renovation shows. I mean, are similar. Well, I was going to yeah. say, because like, I'm not super familiar with the SNL, like, deep catalog of sketches. But, okay. like, I will say the editing of it, at least, was, like, exactly like how they edit all of those oh. HGTV shows. They're always good at that specific thing. They can do a style parody very yeah, well. The pro- it's yeah, just the, the production. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. The hard that. part is the funny. That's right. Uh, isn't it always but yeah it reminds me of the house hunter sketch um in that there you do this running joke with this family that has a defined character and they just they you do a bunch of stupid house stuff look at this stupid house that's it's a stupid house sketch and that's fun but the problem is with this stupid house sketch the characters weren't great and the stupid jokes weren't fun enough the well okay here's the thing this sketch had an excellent character in it that we didn't play enough with we introduce this regular but rich woman uh, and her stupid husband 
that doesn't speak ever and has uh and lives with his mother and and will not speak up and all of that um his name is pat um he's 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 <laughs> a shell of a man no i agree underutilized joke oh absolutely i have i have i've written down that like james austin johnson was perfect casting in this he the husband is so ineffective and useless and so the type of person that would actually be on that show mm-hmm. in yes. real life and it's it's so good. You yeah. get you get a great you get a great like shot where he tries to sledgehammer a wall and it barely fucking contacts yes. with it. And the implication of like the relationship between him and like his mother like throughout the sketch is like funny and I feel like really there's underplayed. A, yeah, there's the a real joke. there's a real like nugget joke. there that you could have like me- mealed at more than just like, "Oh, hey, listen, yes. you, we know that you had your dream home designed yes. with us." But instead, because your mother-in-law is going to live with you, your dream home is now ruined. Yes. Because, like, it's, Here's it, a cool room. Now it sucks. And the only time that joke was funny was, was the when, first time. No, the yoga room. Oh, where There was yes. a cool and yoga room. And then, no, sorry, now it's filled with these weird gremlin dolls. I, like, I, that's fun. The different explanation each time, I guess, adds, like, a layer of humor. But, like... You know what the joke is going to be every time mm-hmm. since it's set up. Like, it's too... As soon as you know one time, you know every time. And I, like, you lose any Yeah, or it's like, here's, your, here's the grand staircase you designed. Up. Now we need it to have a fucking scooter to go up and down it. Yep. Here's this kit open planned concept kitchen that you had. Uh, JK, because your mother in law is going to do all the cooking, it's now a fucking like 70s style kitchen. Actually, with 70s this, style this, fucking appliance. I feel like this is kind of weird because I, I actually think this is one of the better sketches in this show. It perhaps. is. It That's is. the yeah, problem. Yeah, but <laughs> yep. in addition to that, it's like once you know what the joke is, it's almost like you're just waiting for the sketch to end. Mm-hmm. You're like, how many times will they do the joke <laughs> of of the room is not what you think it would be because there's some conflicting expectation. Which is why it's insulting that I have to compare it to the House Hunter sketch because of how much because the House Hunter sketch is beautiful. It has great escalation. It has uh it 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 takes these fun it takes these stupid ideas and it turns them into fun sight gags. One of the jokes in the House Hunter sketch is that they're talking about um, a a a like like a bowl of carrots, like it's a house. Uh, sorry, no, a, a a a packet of ranch dressing, like it's a house. Oh, we really like the ranch, but it's so close to those carrots. I don't like having neighbors that close. Great bit. That's the thing is there was escalation there. We moved from things that were houses to things that weren't houses and stuff like that. With this, the same joke every single time. Here's a room. Here's why it sucks now. Uh, and it's also, it's always mundane why it sucks unless it's the weird gremlin dolls. Also, also adding to that, as someone who didn't know that the House Hunter sketch existed before this, now knowing it does, it diminishes the value of this sketch even further. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that it exists and is, like, trodden ground, but, like, that makes it even less exciting that this isn't even, like, an original segment bit like this has already been done yeah yeah uh so after uh that we get uh the singers four sketch this is a sketch that kind of just fucking like happened there were like a few moments that i felt were like fine and then the rest of it kind of felt like super flat yeah this whole episode is kind of like a sad failed punt 
of like an episode where it's like you didn't even try and you still somehow failed. It, it, this is this is the worst episode that I've seen this season, and it is possibly the worst episode I've ever seen. Though that can't be judged too highly because I've only really regularly started watching it recently. But uh, but this is this was unbearable. This, so so this entire gimmick for the sketch is just. Uh, it's just that they're singing a song, they're an, uh, they're like a fucking like lounge singer group that's getting back together for one night only. We didn't need that context in the fucking sketch yeah, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and their entire like song gimmick is just, hey, you can't always be number one. Or number two, the world needs the middlemen. Yeah. Here's, here's something very basic that I did and I'm proud of it, which is, at its core, a fun joke. But just like everything else, there's no escalation, and not even just no escalation, it doesn't start or leave the mundane. It's always just, I park my car really Mm -hmm. good. Okay, great, Jake Gyllenhaal. Cool. And they didn't even... Like, if you have this all written beforehand, at least to a certain degree, it feels like you should know which parts are the funniest part. And it felt like they weren't organized in, like, ascending funniness order. Yep. Like, you would get, like, funnier bits than others occasionally. But it wasn't, like, this nice curve where, like, it was much funnier at the end than at the beginning. It was sort of, like, this unsatisfying, like, sine wave where mm-hmm. it would, like, come and go. Yeah. Which I feel like you should be able to avoid. I mean, I know there's a short turnaround time on SNL episodes, but... Mm-hmm. It, like, if it's... Like, like, we've, know, like we've been saying, the two worst parts about SNL... Is that it has to be live, and it has to be done in a week. Yep. That's <laughs> it, yes. I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm it's, sure impo- you guys it's, it's have super. Yeah. It's super hard to write fucking like five or six fun funny sketches a week. It's hard. It's hard to write one funny yeah. sketch a week. <laughs> That's true. But they do have an entire fucking stat. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, right, it, and also the like, writing this is should like, not be the hard are, part. You of are this. you are like paid a lot of money to do this. <laughs> yes, too. this is yes, not you like are. you're like doing like for fun comedy sketch writing. Like, and you this are is the big leagues. This is supposed to be the big leagues. Perhaps the biggest of leagues, in fact. You are literally a professional comedy writer on (laughs) one of the most popular... On on the longest-running comedy program. Period. Period. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's not... It's... I'm so fucking mad. There's also just this part, and I I have to go back to the sketch on this, where the fact that um, nobody's singing... In this singing sketch, there's very little singing. I was yeah, it's a lot of talking. The and singing the... in general in this episode, I feel like, was pretty low. Yeah, and there's so much of it. The singing was bad, and there was so much of it. But also, there's no singing, and things didn't rhyme until the end. I realized I was only having fun yes. at the end when things were rhyming and people were singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and it feels like it should be easier than that. Like, they should be more on point, I should say. Yeah. Or, like, if you can't write a song this week because... Life's hard. I get it. Just don't write a don't write three song sketches then. Yeah, fucking like also like you know how hard is it to really like rhyme mundane activities? Yeah, fucking like you know and like you don't even need to do good rhymes either because fucking like if you kind of like really force it, it's still funny. Yeah, no. Even I feel like even a very basic 
sort of rhyme scheme adds so much sort mm-hmm. of legitimacy. Yeah. Like, especially like, to a music like sketch, I guess, obviously. Like straight but, up off the dome piece, one thirty a.m. Fucking, uh, like, <laughs> like life is so down in Dodgery. At least I did my laundry. Fucking, it's like already great, like great rhyme. <laughs> yeah. It, it works. It's it's functional, which is more than I can... I'm so... And like, like, if you don't try at all, I feel like it's so much more of a letdown. It's like, because you expect a rhyme, and then you don't get mm-hmm. it, and you're like, ah, oh, well, like... If there's no singing, it's four people standing on a stage. Talking about mundane activities. Talking about mundane activities. It's, 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 it's insane. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't really into that one very much. Uh, now, this next sketch... Um, I, so, my nose started bleeding, and I heard a ringing in my ears for this next sketch. So I'm actually, you're gonna need to walk me through what happened. Okay, okay, so, so this next sketch, uh, I entitled it Mr. Green Thumb, but I'm not quite sure what it's gonna be called on YouTube. Uh, but fucking, so, so the gimmick is, is that Keenan Thompson is a gardener, uh, and oh. he's growing, he's growing flowers, and the flowers end up being Jake Gyllenhaal, Sarah Sherman, Cecily Strong, and Dismukes? No. No. Uh, did you say Chris Red yet? Chris Red. It's okay. Chris Red, not Dismukes. <laughs> <laughs> Dismukes is the human chameleon. <laughs> oh my god. It's funny, because every time Chris Red is in a sketch, I just ha- I just write the line that he should have said <laughs> uh, in the notes. And so the first note I have for Mr. Green Thumb is, man, being a flower is crazy. <laughs> it's so wild how important... How important it is to me that Chris Red talks about how the thing that he is is crazy. I agree. I love it so much. Anyway, fucking... I like I like it when people have catchphrases. <laughs> it's a very simple thing, but it makes me smile. Anyway, fucking so so how the sketch goes is Chris Red blooms, uh, and he's like, "Man, being a flower is crazy." Uh, but then, uh, but then like you know we get a bit about how oh it's springtime and we're coming back. And then Bo and Yang, the bee, shows up and starts fucking the flowers. Yep. And which, which you, you're, uh, it takes a while before that happens. I just yes. want to say. Yeah, we get. We they get, set this up as like a, a wholesome, children's sort of like family friendly world for a while before they get to like the actual joke. Mm-hmm. It's very the much joke like joke. It's very much a Sarah Sherman written sketch. Yes, no, without a doubt. I don't know what that means. She's very much into like body horror and such. Yeah. Oh. She likes weird stuff, which yeah. means she usually writes really good sketches. But uh, apparently, sometimes fever dreams happen. Yeah, some. T- listen, sometimes people need to be told no. That's right. It's 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 listen. It's a bad it's bad improv, and like it does make my skin crawl a little. But somebody should have like after the second or third time they ran this sketch in a read through, been like, all right, listen, we can't run this sketch. Yeah. So anyway, after Bowen fucks like three of the bees, yep. Keenan. Flowers. Yeah, oh, yeah, three of the flowers. Which, like, uh, like yeah. and none of the flowers are into it, so it's got this weird skeevy vibe to Here's it. Here's the thing, I, I was I was like, I was still having fun in the sketch then, because yeah. I was like, okay, Sarah Sherman, you know, she likes dark. dark. Even though sure. it was kind of obvious, I agree. I, yeah. I was also still in at that point. I That's fair. Plus, like, plus sure. Bo and Yang really committed to being a beef. King of flowers. So uh, listen, funny. Bowen Yang is really, really good at his job. Mm-hmm. Who knew somebody should make an episode of a podcast about it? Oh, but wait. Like... <laughs> we did. Go check it out if oh, you haven't yet. 
Oh my fuck. Uh, but but anyway, so so then Bowen goes off, and then Kyle Mooney shows up as a weed, and is like, "Let me choke you," because that's what weeds like do. And I like I get it. Like the flower world is super sexual. That's like kind of the overarching like joke of it. Yeah. But that's barely a fucking it, joke. It, Nature is sexual. It, <laughs> it, it, it wore yeah no like the the like sex it, it it didn't go anywhere beyond the obvious mm-hmm. yeah and, and just like the the like sex is funny sort of joke just yeah. wore off so quickly like no no charm no no surprise it's like a dime store porno from like somebody that like doesn't know what people are and too long way I, too I, long. so long so long like if you fucking if so you have long. a joke that you know you're not going to be able to get that much mileage out of like, take your drip scene of, like, flowers being, you know, like... Can, can we swear on this Yeah, one? we can swear on this oh, yeah, yeah, Take your scene of, like, flowers being fucked by a bee and, like, <laughs> you know, take that to the bank, have it be a short sketch. Like, the flowers don't like being fucked. It's, like, weird, but the bees gotta do it. And, like, that's good. But, like, the more and more you go on with it, I feel like you just, yeah. you're wearing the audience out. Well, the thing, like, the wild thing with this is that it is such a horny sketch, and SNL is really, really bad about sex. Really bad about sex. And I don't mean, like, 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 a, a problematic socially, or... It can be, but, like, I really just mean... It's, it feels like it's written and performed by people that have only an academic understanding of sex. <laughs> and I feel like you can get such... This is like more of a general thing, maybe. But I feel like you can get so many more creative and relatable sex jokes based on scenarios that people might actually find themselves in. Instead of a in golden shower joke? Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I think it, like what you aren't consistently peed on. <laughs> no, I feel I, I feel like I'm thinking of like Seinfeld, and I can't think of like a specific example in the moment. But I feel like there are many moments in Seinfeld which are like sex-related jokes, which are funny because they're something that people experience a lot. In mm-hmm. every, it's not just like sex thing funny. It's like yeah. this awkward yeah. scenario that you may have felt or may run into in your own mm-hmm. life. Yeah. The, but like, and here, and okay. here's the thing, right? It's like thinking back on this sketch, there are parts of it and I feel like I could like fucking like kind of tie it together and maybe if we got another few hours we could have really like workshopped <laughs> it and fucking figured it out. Because there is a little bit of it when the dog pees on everyone and Chris Red is super into it. Sure. Right? Chris Red is super into it. And that's funny. fine. That's fine. That's that would be good. Let's take that bit and just fucking like make it the through line is the flowers aren't cool with the bee fucking them, except for Chris Red. And fucking and fucking like Keenan shoes him away before shoes the bee away before he can get to Chris Red. Chris is like, oh man. Yeah. I, I wanted to get fucked. And then at the end, when one of them gets clipped up, it's Chris Red and he's ecstatic. He's all about it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a joke. Mm-hmm. I just, it's so, there's just like this weirdness to the sketch where it's just like, there, there's this, there's this 
bees fucking them and they're kind of not into it, which is like kind of a fetish thing. And then they get peed on, which is definitely a fetish thing. And the and weeds want to the choke weed them. wants to choke them, which is definitely a fetish. So we've got this uncomfortable one foot in this like really fetishy door. And then the rest of our entire body in <laughs> SNL. Well, gosh, we're all SNL like fucking Mickey Mouse land where we like barely acknowledge. <laughs> it's just, I can't. It is. I hate it. I hate this sketch so much. It, and, and, it doesn't I, function on any. I shape, agree. It, any level. It almost feels like there's not enough commitment to a sort of really deviant, weird, maybe kind of even edgy sex sort of joke for it to be funny mm-hmm. in that respect, where it's like so outside the box or so absurd or so almost like shocking that you have to find it funny. Yeah. And like you know the not at all like related to it's like right on the line of like oh this is like kind of risque but like you know just like in the sense that something risque is funny Mm -hmm. not enough to make it like a joke in and of itself you know something to like really take it further this isn't a no man's land where it's just the author's barely disguised fetish without any jokes like i'm i'm (laughs) i'm so mad at this well, hopefully Sarah takes it as a learning opportunity. But she's really, really good. Yeah, like, exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> she doesn't need to be put in her place. This is just a terrible sketch. <laughs> she made the fucking meatball sketch. No notes. Like, no notes. <laughs> keep making weird shit. But somebody does need to stop at some point and say, this flower sketch has no jokes in it. It's not good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So after that, we get uh, the next uh, pre-record, uh, which is uh, the women's bathroom HR meeting sketch. Weird, another weird fucking sketch. Almost like a fe- funny. Like a fever dream of a sketch. So you get, uh, so you get three women in the bathroom and they're talking about Janet, and they're like, Janet sucks. Janet's fucking like she doesn't talk. She's annoying. Blah blah blah. Fucking, we forget she's there sometimes and she scares me. And then one of them cracks a joke about how they expect her to be like fucking Chucky and show up and just randomly stab him. And then the fucking uh, toilet flushes and you're led to believe, oh no, Janet's going to fucking show up. Uh, but no, it's fucking Chucky who comes out of the fucking toilet. And, <laughs> and Chucky's upset. One mm-hmm. of you called that... it too. I think it was Connor. <laughs> was it me? So, Connor. I, so I think it was Connor before I said like, it's going to be Chucky. Like, gonna walk out of the snow. I, mm-hmm. I, it must not have been me because I was, I was ecstatic. I thought this idea is so brilliant. You're given a, you're given a grounder. This is exact. This is when the unexpected works. You're given a grounder. We're all talking shit about Janet. Door opens up. Oh shit! It's Janet. No, no. We're all talking shit about Janet. We mentioned that Janet looks like Chucky. The door opens up. Oh shit! It's Chucky. They're pissed that we compared them to Janet. That is the best joke. It's so the, of the good. night, probably. Probably, yeah. That Minus is trend, such a good <laughs> setup. The trend forecaster. They were the best, but no, yeah, oh, no, trend forecaster. But anyway, yeah. anyway, so we get, so we get it, and fucking, uh, and fucking, they're like, oh, you know, how much did you hear of that, Chucky? And he goes, oh, not much, except that you compare me to Janet, and fucking goes on a and starts trying to stab him. Yep, and. You know, once again, if this was a if this was a pre recorded show, if this was a show in which the season comes out, if it was an I think you should leave, if it was a Monty Python flying circus, if the I only was, other I sketch was we had wasn't a fucking sketch about stupid goddamn flowers getting peed on, I, I was thinking a lot. You could have. I think you should leave in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, fucking. Uh, you could have just 
Cut the fucking sketch right there when Chucky attacks him. Great sketch. Sketch of the night. Easy sketch. It, yes, it could have been over. But classic SNL, they can only have so many sketches, so they need to have them all be seven minutes long. Which is too long, in my opinion. Yeah, for, but, for a lot but, of ske- but also, but also, how do you do? Yeah. Uh, how do you do nah, like? Nah, how do you yeah, do twelve sketches? Uh, yeah. and make sure. I mean, they have the fucking cast for it too, because they have twenty plus people in the yeah. cast. But. I digress. Yeah, just we fucking more writers anyway. Write sketches. I don't know what to mm-hmm. say. I know D- different point. We fucking anyway. We get to like it cuts to black. We're like, oh, does the, is the sketch over? No, we move to an HR meeting where Jake Gyllenhaal plays the HR representative, and then it's just kind of like what it's like to have Chucky as a coworker. Yeah. For the rest of the sketch, there's almost Wait. something here. It's it's worse for having been there, mm-hmm. but that you could have done something. I don't blame him for trying. I think yeah. my problem is that, like, the weaker part is, like, half the sketch. Yeah, it's true. It, mm-hmm. it, like you said, it's, like, really, like, the premise when they're in the bathroom is pretty good, but then once they're out, it's, like... It's I, a, I feel like once they move to the HR room, they lose... Or the mm-hmm. meeting room or whatever, they lose a lot of steam. Lean into the shitting on Janet. Make Janet gross. Make make us really feel for Chucky. I, honestly, yeah, I, would, I would like give us funny, more time on Jen. I would find it funny if if Chucky was like a really stand up coworker. Yes, and like always did his job, like or her, you know, whatever, and never like talked shit or anything, and like was really offended that they were being compared to Janice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's it, a lot of fun. Listen, that would have been great because Chucky is very much known for being. Like, because they just play Chucky very straight in this, where yeah. they're like, you're always stabbing people, you're always saying these rude shit, you did this, like, and then they mention the fucking lore for how Chucky fucking became yeah. Chucky. I also actually, kind of random, but like, isn't Chucky a little bit of like a dated reference? No, 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 they didn't, uh, I, there was a miniseries recently. There was also, oh, wasn't there a, I mean, like, there I, was also a movie. Yeah, it was a child's like, play Like, I get remake. that, like, but it's like... Oh, there was a child's play remake. Like, right? I get that, like... SNL is like aimed at people probably like our age and, and older to some degree or maybe a, a, a high degree even but like I feel like Chucky is a starting to become a dated reference it's a very specific reference it, it is it, it was never really that widespread to begin with I mean kind of ancillary point but but then there is always the fact that a weird puppet with Sarah Sherman's face on it fucking cackling, works is never not going to be every fun. Every time yeah. that they, like, only, like, they said, like, oh, Chucky, you're doing this, and it just, it was a quick cut to Sarah Sherman's face, going, bleh. Yeah. It made so me good. giggle every time. Absolutely. <laughs> and you, I guess you can understand the concept of Chucky. Yeah. Without ever having seen oh, her. Oh, yeah, murder yeah, doll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, it's a creepy doll that murders people. Also, we do need to address the fact that there's a really good joke in this part where uh, Janet is in the room mm-hmm. while they're talking shit about Janet, and then they tell her to shut up, which is an easy joke, happens a lot in these sorts of things. So Never does it work. Though. Really love having it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Listen, you gotta take you gotta take the easy if runs. That's right. Because it's sometimes funny. it's all you get. That's right. If you're given a grounder, take it. You're it. SNL. You you need to make a you need to make one of these fuckers every week. We always say it. Just take the grounder. <laughs> make it all grounders. And, and it's fine. Yeah, God do you need it in this episode. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh Anyway, after the Chucky sketch, we get uh, Camilla Cabello's first song. It was fine. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, listen, she does she does uh, good music. People really like her. Uh, listen, for both of like for both of hers, there's not much to say against either song. There was nothing like spectacular about 
either like you know leaps and bounds out of the park from like a good musical guest. She did it. She did her job. She showed up. She sang her songs. She had fun dances. Yep, there were dances. It uh, yeah, was a performance, were. and yeah, that's was, that's now, not something you get all I was the time. To say the thing I always bring up with musical guests on anything is, did it seem like she was really singing live? Okay, I felt like it did. Yes. Yeah, which I feel like lends a huge amount of credibility. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, once again, this is not a mu- We are not here for the musical guest review. We are here for the comedy. <laughs> yeah, oh, if we can get some uh, snide jokes off on uh, on uh, people we don't like, then sure. But uh... it was it was good. Though uh, apparently Camila Cabello has more songs than I knew off the top of my head. I will yeah. say that. Uh, so next up, we got weekend update. Weekend update always going to be strong because it's just one liners. Uh, fucking the Michael Che joke about how 139 people got sick from Lucky Charms and so it was tragically suspicious. <laughs> it's such good wordplay. And I love that it was right after him shitting on another bad joke from Colin. <laughs> I, I, just a great... Ton. Yeah. I, I've never watched, like, a ton of SNL, but I do like those two as a pair. I know, like, yeah. Weekend Update is, is generally something that's pretty, like, Beloved, I've got the mm-hmm. impression of, but I, I do like um, Michael. Chandler they are they are now. I think they're both at this point the longest running anchors. That's oh, really? right. I, I knew they've been doing it. For Colin Jost, Colin Jost got it uh, a couple like probably like right before winter break, mm-hmm. uh, and then Michael Che got it in this past run. I think okay. they were both like very close to beating Seth Meyers. Gotcha. Uh, anyway. So, you know, the Weekend Update, the jokes are good. There's only one featured segment, but it's a great featured segment. It's so good. Uh, it's the trend forecasters again. This is a recurring character now at this point. Uh, A.D. Bryant and Bo and Yang show up in fucking the weird, in like weird future clothes. Yep. And they have, con- they work with a computer that is mean. <laughs> in and order- old. And old. In order to determine what in the future will be uh, the trends. And, you know, as it goes, they list, like, three things that are in, and then one thing that is out and needs to go to bed. That's right. (laughs) Go to bed has entered my parlance. I use it constantly. I'll be real. Personal opinion. I think the featured guests are never as funny as the actual weekend update. Personally, I much prefer the weekend update. I think the guests break the energy up and, and slow it down a lot. And, like, you have to have a really special one for it to be really funny. But I did think that this featured guest was especially funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could like, be pretty hard to miss. I was not familiar with the recurring bit, but I thought. Well, that it's re- it was... it's recurring in the sense that it's now happened twice. Yeah, yeah re- recurring. <laughs> I, but I felt like it was funny, and I felt like it was played well. Yeah, and the special part about it—if you saw the first one and then you saw this one—they took they they I didn't. There were lessons that we did not think they had to learn that they apparently learned because. This was so refined compared to mm-hmm. the other one. Really? So much fun. So that there, there was the last one was fun. It was good. Everyone was having a great time in the in it, and like you know, there was like some minor issues where they weren't completely in sync, and it was fine because everyone was just powering through. And like this is great, we're doing it. They seemed like they were having a lot of fun. This yeah. one, this one was a riot. This was so good. Uh, yeah, so but I also love that uh, that we know how it's going to end every time now. Yep. They're going to say two items, 
they're going to say their items that are in, and then they go, in the future, three items will be out. X, Y, and Michael Che, and then we cut to Michael Che, and he's and he has X and Y. With that him. was, uh, again, as someone who had not seen that bit before, I was like, that's funny. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just a good bit. Especially because you haven't seen, seen, seen him before, in a minute, or... and then he's like, quick cut to be, he has like the stuff they just said. <sighs> like it's... It was funny. Just do shit that works. It works. Tell us something funny is going to happen and make the funny thing happen. Cut, cut Sarah, like, if you just cut Sarah Sherman's fucking plant sketch and instead gave Sarah Sherman a weekend update segment where she just does her fucking Joe's roast. Yeah. Or give, give her, give Sarah Sherman a weekend update segment where she's a horny flower. Dope. Like, dope. It's not like she can't do that. Especially because then you're relegated to a short, you Mm -hmm. know, two, three, you know, however long segment. You get the gist of the horny flower out, and then you've spent that line. You don't have mm-hmm. to spend a whole seven-minute sketch yeah. to try to build around it and make it into, like, a full joke. The joke economy in SNL is very much damaged. <laughs> it, it, it's yeah, you, you need to stretch anything as far as you can. Uh, anyway, uh, next sketch, lights, camera, a chew. Uh, Jesus. Fucking... This this a, this had I had one? yeah I had such high hopes uh, for this sketch when it started. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, and then it just ended up being like fine. The entire joke is that fucking Doc Holliday had tuberculosis, and then we're gonna look at this obscure old film that uh, that really showed how much tuberculosis he had. Yeah, and then it's just fucking Jake Gyllenhaal shows up coughing coughing up blood and like you know doing a little spurt spurt. Yeah, uh, it's it's yeah. a it's a classic. We had two classic SNL. Someone gets covered in bodily fluid sketches, which are not not well loved sketches in general. <laughs> oh, it it um, happens a lot. You'd be surprised how often someone gets covered in bodily fluid sketches <laughs> happen in SNL. <laughs> it, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> wild. It's like they bought a hose once and was like, we have to use it every episode. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> The budget, the budget won't let I, us get it. I, I, I think I tuned in, like, halfway through this sketch. I think I was, like, kind of on my phone in the first part. And, um, I came in and uh, I totally got the joke from the second half only. Yeah. I, the, I was like, I get it. Like, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal is like, he's sick. And, like, he's a cowboy. Like, I, I get it. This was one of two tonally uncomfortable bits for me in this uh, episode. Uh, the first one being uh, a weird comment about why gender-neutral bathrooms in the office weren't working. That wasn't a joke. It was just like, man, I'm uncomfortable with gender-neutral bathrooms. Which, which no, no. So the joke, the joke we there. We didn't. We didn't talk about it. It was during. Sketch. It was during I forgot to bring it up. It was during the Chucky sketch. In which, in which they had to figure out a reason why Chucky was in the women's restroom. Yeah. Which is oh. that it wasn't the women's restroom; it was a gender-neutral restroom. Oh, yeah. I think I might have missed that. Yeah, because it was like a because it, it wasn't a fun joke, weird. and it fucking like and it like didn't land. Just like, yeah, why? it was yeah. it was just weird, and it was like unnecessary. Yeah, and then this one had a lot of coughing up blood oh. for something happening in COVID times, and I don't know. I was like. Maybe next, maybe next year, folks. <laughs> Doc, Doc Holiday is still gonna be dead. I don't, know if, I don't know if I had a problem with it for that reason, but like, maybe just for the reason that like, coughing up 
bodily fluids on people is only so funny. Yeah. It's no, it it also just isn't a funny sketch no, on its own. I, I mean, I it just was, like it, totally I'm I'm like Yeah, I, even I feel maybe not. not. I, right. I yeah, respect if this, that. If this sketch was in twenty eighteen it would be equally as unfunny. Exactly. Yes, Absolutely. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I, I, I don't mean to anything, say that it's it's immoral that no, it's but up. If, I'm just like But if anything, Connor's right to detracts more from that just from context like the joke is already unfunny and then if you take it in context it's like if anything worse mm-hmm yep yeah and like honestly it's fucking it's basically the reese to what show but like worse yeah and also, we don't even get reese to what maybe so like, live in, yeah it's uh. maybe the only thing i found funny about it was that the one guy Got covered in all. Oh yeah, the body. Oh, that, that is he, like all the blood and all the mucus and like whatever. All ended up primarily on one guy, and like that wasn't even like supposed to be the primary joke of the scene. But I did find it kind of funny. But that's the thing. This is there's something in game design in called follow the fun, where you make pro you you make a you make a game. You do a you put a product out the door, or you know put you you make you make something that you can test. You test it, you find what's fun, you zero in on it, you focus on that, you make that a big thing, and then you 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 see if the game is better for it, you test it again, you find what's fun, you do it like that. Yeah. Writing sketches is exactly the same. Follow the funny. Write the thing. Actually, it's even more like that because there's not even subjective interactive media shit. We're doing SNL. We just need to make as many people laugh as possible. Mm -hmm. So you do this sketch, you write, you write it, you do a read-through on a table... And then you say, what's funny here? And you do, like, when with the Chris Red as a flower that is really into it thing. Take that. Zero in on it. Do that. You need to find the funny thing and zero in on it. And I feel like we're just not doing a second pass at any of these shitting scripts this week. <laughs> you, you're so right. They feel like the, the base level, most surface funny is like it. It's like we've done mm -hmm. it. We've come up with one joke. That's it. And like you say, if you had dug into some sort of deeper meaning or nuance, and that sounds pretentious as fuck, oh, don't, you could have had a better joke. Don't worry, no one's taking it seriously. That's right. <laughs> I, I bet they're not. <laughs> but here's the thing, once again, SNL mole, if you're here, like, just just take just take it and give it. These are, right. This is all free advice for SNL to just at least, like, not put on a steaming turd of a fucking episode. I'm not gonna lie, I have a... Uh, I've never listened to an episode of this podcast. <laughs> We're never big fans, but I, I, I bet there's a almost 0% chance there's an actual SNL staff writer. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It'd, be, it'd be really funny if there that, was. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> it's very rocky but that there's real people listening to this. I, no, someone's all. out there. We have ones of listeners. <laughs> we do have. I, it's in the ones place. I'll, okay. just, I'll listen to this. <laughs> uh, Alright, next up, uh, we've got the couples therapy sketch. Which, like, fucking thank God that they had some sketch that, yeah. like, worked on most levels. Been famous in years. <laughs> God willing. I'm sorry, what, what sketch are we on? Couples therapy. We're on the one where Punky Johnson actually showed up while everybody else was, I don't know, fucking... Asleep at the wheel. at the wheel, yeah. Therapy. Fucking, so, uh, so Jake Gyllenhaal and Heidi Gardner come in, uh, come into a therapy office. Uh, Punky Johnson comes in with all the energy for the scene. 
and being like, all right, let's get to your problems. Let's fucking do this. Uh, oh. Gets a fucking, yeah. Gets a call. <laughs> and fucking, like, he's like, I need to take this real quick. Just turns, like, slightly away from them. And just like, girl, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the one where she, she was getting all the calls. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. A, yeah, in the middle of the therapy. Yeah, that, that was actually pretty funny. Yeah, so it fucking, fun. yeah, it was a good time. And it was, like, a solid joke in which this therapist, despite the fact that they're giving, like, decent and good advice, is not taking it for themselves and has a really fucked up relationship with themselves. Yes. Which is always with other fun, people. Yeah, which is always a fun, like, joke, which is that, you know, the person doesn't practice what they preach. Yeah, it's yeah. a strong premise, and they actually follow through on it. The only thing they didn't follow through on was when, was when, you're like, you're gonna come shoot me? Okay, bet. And then fucking Ego comes in as the pissed off girlfriend, but instead of shooting her, she has a super soaker. Yeah, and there's a, there's a, and, and I've got, I've got a note on this one. I think this can work, because... The, uh, uh, Punky mentions that uh, she's more concerned... About, she has this very offhand joke where she acts like she's more concerned about her hair than her life. Which is a really fun bit, and I wish they like focused more on it in the earlier part so that there's actually... That's a payoff to something. Uh, true. There's a way where this part of the joke works, and it's not here. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I... This, it feels, it feels like there was probably more lines for it, and they're like, alright, it's running a little long, let's cut this line, cut this line, cut this line, Yeah, and we gotta get the, the flower joke. sketch. The flower gotta sketch get... needs to be as long as it can. Gotta have the, the yeah. ten minutes. Gotta, <laughs> gotta, gotta have the ten minute gotta flower gotta sketch. Gotta have the ten minute flower sketch. If we don't have the ten minute flower sketch, what's been the point of this? And, <laughs> I, 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 I completely agree with the idea that, like, this was, like, a, a sort of funny premise that was paid off pretty loosely um i will say i will say we did have actual payoff yep uh in which he's like don't do the voice don't do the voice and then he starts with not doing the it, voice. He's like wait i want you to do the voice it oh, was just enough beautiful payoff mm-hmm. but i wanted it to be more but the, I, here's I, the thing there's something you amazing you can't you can't let perfect be the enemy of good with it's SNL. true it's true you gotta you gotta just once again you gotta take the grounders and just where oh, they where they do a good Give them the props and move yeah. on. <laughs> and the, but there's, Maybe it's only because the good were few and far between this mm-hmm. episode. That's true. We like we, it, 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 it. We like, can't be. Uh, we can't be choosers this episode. No, literally. <laughs> and even though this was good, it didn't feel like it was great. But like it, it mm-hmm. had to be. Yeah. Like, no. No. There's in comparison there's an to issue, some sketches. There is an issue like, where oh. if SNL doesn't get the right momentum going. The ep- no matter how good the sketches are later, the momentum isn't there for you to feel good about a sketch. It's true. It's true. But there's also... I, I want to go back because I think we, we're underselling this moment that I think SNL doesn't do enough where it actually takes its tongue out of its cheek and has a moment. And there's something about that moment where 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 Punky and Ego's weird relationship... They, they realize they, that they, 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 they still love each other no matter what's going on. And then she, she makes him, she's been making a, a Jake Gyllenhaal read the, uh, all of these texts. And then it says, don't do the voice, don't do the voice. For this last one where they're actually making up, she says, you know what? Do the voice. And then he does the voice and he's doing it. He's reading it. And then he stops doing the voice. And he just says it in his voice to his wife. And they've made it up together. And it, 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 it's an actual emotional beat in a fucking SNL <laughs> sketch. And it really... I loved it so it much. Was good. I did like 
the payoff for the real story, like the emotional story between the couple tying into the joke story. Yeah. I agree that that was good and, and satisfying in some ways. I loved it so much. Yeah. I was so happy yeah. with that. But yep. The, yeah. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Camilla's second song. Uh, you know, once again, I remember she did good. It, I remember it more than the first one, but I that's think because I think was, it's a more famous yeah, song. And there were more, there were more dancers. Also, I think Willow dancers. Smith was a part of this one. Yes. Oh no! First one was the one with the most dancers, and the yes. second yeah. one was the one with Willow Smith. Which also, like, good on SNL for getting uh, part of the Smith family on after last does Willow, week. Does yeah. Willow Smith have any other? Big songs. Besides. Doesn't she whip her hair back and yeah, forth? Yeah, but besides, oh, I was gonna huh. say, besides, I whip my hair. I don't know. Maybe I don't. I don't listen to her. Music. Irrelevant yeah. to the discussion. Anyway, yeah, Camilla did great. Uh, you know, once again, if if unless it's glaringly bad or we actually like know and like like follow and understand and the enjoy. artist, we're not. We're not. Yeah, we we can't sit here and yeah. tell you musically if it was good or bad. I will yeah. say though, Camilla Cabello. Definitely most successful member of Fifth Harmony. Absolutely, like gotta be. Yeah, I don't, know I don't even Harmony. know who Fifth Harmony I, is. Yeah, so. Fifth yeah. Harmony was the girl <laughs> band that Camila Cabello was a part of before she had a solo act. There were like five people. In I gathered that. that much already. Yeah, there were like five people. <laughs> the best one was Camila Cabello. She was the only one to get a solo career. That's basically <laughs> it. They did that song at work. That means anything to oh, me. Oh, okay. You don't, you, you don't gotta go to work. No, don't. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and then we get our 10 minutes to 1 sketch, which is another stinker in a long line of stinkers. Is the, this the last The truck sketch? stop sketch, yeah. Oh, God. Wow, what a special the, stinker. This is the last sketch. That's, like, kind of disappointing. Oh, God. It was disappointing <laughs> during the show, and it's still disappointing now. <laughs> Another sketch in which I'm reminded of a fantastic sketch, the uh, what was it? The the song country songs yeah, about yeah, yeah, aliens yeah. and Al- uh, aliens, Ford Broncos or whatever. Uh, it's the Will Forte, Kristen Wiig, uh, recurring sketch about those about they have like two country singers and they do and they only talk about four things in every song, and pretty much this is the same gimmick. It's this is basically a combination of that like recurring sketch bit. And whose line is it anyways? Greatest hits game. A, a, but worse. But worse in every way. In every way, because it was the same. The, it was the same backing track for every one of the songs. It was, and not invented on the spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, you don't have Wayne Brady. Yeah. Also very true. Anyway, fucking um, like. So so the only good song was Ghost Trucker. Yes. Also, that's you, the punchline. The punchline is like the third song in five songs. Yep. And then they and they you know that it's it the punchline because they do it again at and the end. And that's the only reason you know. If they didn't bring it back, you would be like, "What's the punchline?" And there, it's like, "Oh, the one that happened twice. That's the punchline." The escalation, the the punch, the, uh, the there's it never. The and escalation is as bad as the, it's ever been in this sketch so, because it goes from like regular truck thing to you hit a guy with a truck to ghost truck. To some stupid other fucking truck thing. To I picked up El Chapo. To dear God, I forgot Ghost Truck was our only good idea. And then doing <laughs> Ghost Truck again. The, the country music has only X number of tropes thing. It's extremely overplayed. 
It's a really easy joke. It's been done really well plenty of times. By it, SNL. By SNL. By SNL, by others. If I really, yeah, exactly. The whole if I really, if I really wanted to go and like listen to a deconstruction of like shitty country music, I'd listen to Pandarin by Bo Burnham. I it's, wouldn't go it, to Truck. Yeah, it's been done. Truck. <laughs> it's been done to absurdity, modern country music, even passing jokes. Everyone knows it. Trucker music is a little bit of an extension. It, it's like almost funny. But it's not enough, and they don't do enough with it mm-hmm. for it to be... It, it, it's not explored enough to be interesting. And I don't listen to a lot of trucker music, but the vibe that I've gotten from trucker music is not, here's some things that I do in my truck. It's, I'm a trucker? I could conquer the fucking world. Yeah, you ever listen to Conquer? Like, that's the vibe that I get from trucker music. I get, like... I have the wrath of God in my truck. I am part of a commune of the most powerful people in the world, and you don't know it. Like, that's the vibe of trucker music. And then the other half of trucker music is just, this is a song for long car rides. Exactly. (laughs) The first song is is a joke about peeing in in a a bunch of different areas. Yeah. And, like, it's almost funny, and that is something truckers do, but it just doesn't... After that should have been that no should have been song in. two. That yeah. should have been it should, it's number one should have played straight. Didn't been like a simple trucker song. Song two should have been peeing in bottles. Song three should have been El Chapo. Song four should have been Ghost Truck. I, and then we I, fucking I, call I, it a day. I yeah. wanted, I wanted more, and I wanted there to be a really good song or, or a really good joke, and I was like, El Chapo is almost funny if really dated, which I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um. And the but when they went back to the ghost trucker song, I feel like I was disappointed because I was like, "Wow, this is the best idea they had." Yeah. In this sketch, like they they couldn't. Yeah. Like plus, this was a decent. Plus, if we rearrange it to uh, you know standard P Chapo ghost truck, then we have a perfect explanation for ghost trucker. El Chapo fucking killed him. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Right, You're right. So like we've right. hit, Absolutely we've hit right. an actual fucking. So like, where, we have a plot and we have jokes. Also, yeah. where did the? I, maybe I missed it, but like I feel like the other two singers. Yeah, just featured artists. Yeah, like, unintroduced yeah, right. except for El Chapo. Like El Chapo had an in-universe reason to show up, which I feel like was funny. But the yeah. other two people were just there to like be more people in the in mm-hmm. the sketch. And it needs to be said. If the order was right and all the stars aligned, and we, still this be bad. Sca- it would be a terrible sketch. <laughs> it would, it would <laughs> still be really bad. Like you would need. There is no. We talked about find the funny. There is no funny to find. But here. it would be even. I feel like now we've workshopped a potentially vaguely better version of this sketch. A version. No, a version no of the sketch in which, in which people go. That's why that was put at 10 minutes to 1. Yeah. Instead exactly. of, why did they put this on TV? Yeah, but at least there's something, <laughs> yeah, as opposed to just oh. it, it, a, a wet fart to mm-hmm. end the episode. To, to end an episode of shit pants. <laughs> oh. So, so anyway, we... Also, what as, was that? <laughs> go ahead. No, I'm, I'm sorry. All right. I'm continuing the episode unnecessarily. <laughs> I mean, we still, but, got, we still got a section, so... Oh, there was that joke about... Um, the guy in the western movie like having like either like shitting himself yeah 
He did like shit himself. That, yeah, like, which I was like, this is like 1,000 ways to die in the West yeah. moment of funny, which is like the lowest bar of Western. Yeah, when you're when you're being have. when you're being compared to a shitty Seth MacFarlane movie, I was like, yeah, like oh this is literally God. that level of joke. He literally shit his pants. That's like, ugh. More like you can have once. a fun "I shit my pants" joke. I'm like, I don't want to act like I'm above "I shit my pants" jokes, but. When the joke is I ask for silly more. man go poo poo, like we gotta think about <laughs> this one, folks. We gotta take a minute on this one. Alright, alright, let's let's move on to the awards for the week. First first award is offensive player of the week. This is somebody who is generally the main character in sketches. They're the weird person. Uh, they will gen they're generally saying the jokes and such. Uh, fucking this week, my offensive player of the week, I'm gonna go with Chris Red. Chris Red saves the cold open. Chris Red nails. Why did I, why did you like this? Chris Red was the only funny part of the flower sketch. Chris Red is my offensive player of the week. He 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 mm. fucking came out swinging. Sometimes literally is Jackie Robinson. Hey yo, <laughs> fucking yo. fucking and like so so he he's one of the few highlights at least that I have for it. I respect it. Do you got one? You you can go first. I <laughs> okay. need some more time to think. You're not going to have much time. As the more of the newcomer here. <laughs> You're going to have very little time. No award this week. Damn. No I'm, I'm award. Mad. I'm fucking mad. Wow. <laughs> no one was offensive. Fuck it. No one. I wasn't... I wasn't... Do, do better. C minus C me. I'm mad. <laughs> I wasn't told we were doing awards. Oh that yeah, no, 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 this is, is this is this is we just um, bring it on people. Oh yeah, I like it. Um, <laughs> but like honestly, like I feel like there weren't. There aren't. That's that's why I picked. There weren't red. A, a ton of kind of current recurring good character, like you know, someone who played yeah. good characters in multiple sketches. I, I, I might have to default to Chris Red. Just because you sure. saw him multiple you, yeah, times. Yeah, and he <laughs> was most tolerable in the sketches. <laughs> and he he maybe bad, did yeah. the most to further them. Um, but I feel like, yeah, I, I wanted more. I, I like, as, like, Chloe mm-hmm. Feynman's been around a little while now, right? Yeah. And I like, I like Chloe Feynman. I feel like she's pretty funny. I feel like a lot of other SNL cast members, like Kate... McKinnon is mm-hmm. still on, yep. right? Yep. And I feel like there's someone else who I can't now. So you are currently just head. listing cast members of SNL. Yeah, yes. you haven't you haven't no, hit someone who like. No, my <laughs> point is that these people who have been around for some time, some of them are not that. I don't think Kate McKinnon is all that funny on SNL in general. I feel like of what I've seen of her, crushing at okay. least. Like maybe he, he, she has her he, moments, but maybe I'm just kind of a bad batch. The thing, the is thing this about like Kate, a bad take. The thing about Kate McKinnon on SNL is that people who really love Kate McKinnon thinks everything she touches is gold, and will show you the worst fucking sketch you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And be like, but Kate McKinnon's funny in it. Yes. And it's like okay, but if she's not in a good sketch, this isn't a good way to introduce her. I, Kate <laughs> McKinnon is a very talented performer. Maybe she and has does a good lot moments. for a lot of scenes. But I do agree with that. I think that you can be force-fed a lot of shit scenes because Kate McKinnon shines in them, which doesn't make the scenes any less shit because Kate McKinnon is really good at making Kate McKinnon look good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I feel like no one else. Yeah. Just like felt that good this week. There, there was no one where I was like. I assume you're not giving me. a defensive player. Either. I am giving a defensive. Okay. Player. Okay. okay. So defensive oh, player. There's two. I there's three. There, there are three awards. Oh there's offensive God. player, defensive player, and sketch oh of the week. God, I barely even awarded an offensive player. <laughs> well, don't worry. You got some time for defensive. Defensive player of the week is uh, generally the straight man in sketches. Uh, makes bad sketches tolerable. Uh, at least fucking, like, attempts and tries and sketches. Yeah, obviously in, like, this fucking stinker of an episode. <laughs> it's not, we're not gonna get fucking great, like, defensive player. But I do hold that, like, even in the worst weeks, you gotta award it because someone did the best. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Can't... I think, I think, in a, I think a defensive player is a lot easier to crown in it than an mm-hmm. offensive player. Because a defensive player, they were, you're, if, if somebody... Runs if somebody swims out in front of the Titanic and spreads their arms in front of it, that is an honorable thing, and I'm always there for <laughs> that, it. As someone who has not been here before, I feel like even if you have oh yo oh my, oh my word, um, if even if you have a shitty set of sketches, you you still should award mm-hmm. someone who did who tried. Yeah, yeah. No, so defensive player of the week, like we said, straight man tries to make a bad sketch tolerable, throws themselves in front of the Titanic, saying, "Take me first. Yep. Uh, fucking Connor, since you since you do have someone, would you like to go first? Punky Johnson. Punky Johnson was a single light in the entire show. There was one. She she walked on stage and she acted, and I said. <laughs> It's okay. It's all going to be okay. She was the doctor in, in the, uh, in the, uh, couple, the therapy couple therapy sketch. Oh. She walked on stage and she started talking and I said, everything's going to be okay. Punky's here. That's, That's a quote. That was an actual was, quote was, while we were so watching. The main, the main one in the... She was Harry Tubman. Yeah. Yes. She was also Harry Oh, Tubman. yeah. She, like, that. That's I, I, respect I, that. I have nothing... I That was... Yeah. No, well the played. feeling of relief that I got when she just did the thing was amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you also that Punky Johnson probably deserves just because. Uh, spoiler alert: she's also like she's the main driver in my sketch of the week <laughs> because that's the only fucking like decent sketch of the entire episode. So Punky Johnson is also my defensive player. I don't know, Max, if you feel like... I, I think I would probably agree. Not to fucking... No, no, it's fine. We can be unanimous. Yeah. yeah. No, I, th- I think you guys probably have a good assessment there. Like, I, I, I can't think of anyone else who really... There was not... I, I feel like there wasn't a lot of great straight man energy in general. I think that's part of the issues of a lot of these. At least there's not, nothing to bounce not, off of with reality. Not True. consistently between sketches anyway. I actually thought the... um. The couple, who were the two that played the couple in the family therapy? Jake Jill Jill and Hall and Heidi Gardner. Yeah, Gardner. I, was, I knew it was Jill and Hall and somebody. Um, I feel like they did a pretty good job in that sketch of keeping this sort of grounded story when the world around them was crazy. But um, but obviously Jake Gyllenhaal played a lot of roles throughout the yeah the yeah. Show only was not, any good in any of them. not consistently <laughs> not like defensive player of the week material. No, yeah, no. Anyway, sketch of the week. Uh, this is just our favorite sketch from the night. Uh, yeah, I already said mine. It's going to be the couple therapy sketch. That's the only sketch where I felt like if I had to pick a sketch to show to someone and said when they said, how did Jake Gyllenhaal's episode go? And I wanted them to think it went well. I would show them this sketch. <laughs> so I'm going to go with couple therapy. It's the only sketch that like works, has some sort of escalation, 
some sort of payoff and like some sort of actual fucking human moment. Yep. That's it's a good answer. Yeah. Um I'm gonna give it to and uh uh it's not fair, but life's not fair. I'm gonna give it to featured segments um <laughs> uh uh in and out or what's it what's trend it? trend forecasters. Yeah, um, trend forecasters. It made me guffaw in an episode that I needed it. It was I was I had a great time. I was actually laughing. There were no qualified laughs. There was no, it could have been better if we did this, it could have been better if we did that. It was just, it was two of my favorite people on the show having a great time, refining a sketch that I already liked into something I loved. Uh, They're not my two favorites, but Uh, whenever they're up there, I'm always happy. They do great work together. They they do great work together, too. I I am actually going to give it to the, the what did I like. The oh, why, the why did, did you I like it? That? Yeah, okay. it, and it it really the sketch did not really have the best arc. It did not have the greatest payoff or escalation. But I feel like it's a safe pick in that it was pretty funny. <laughs> I do, I kind of feel like Connor's pick is a little cheating because it wasn't a real sketch. <laughs> don't don't worry, I feel the same way. Yeah, he's, but... he's also giving it to pre-record, and I'm like, that's not a real sketch. Yeah, I no, I did, yeah, like, I'm like, I, I get couple therapy might be close second for me, but I, I, I think probably that was the most you actually have some sort of decent joke that you're trying to carry <laughs> mm-hmm. the scene with. Um, at which I, I, I think it, it is maybe a little disappointing because I, I feel like most SNL episodes I've watched, that would not be no. a, a, in, in, a in, peak. In, listen, like it's one, very, even it wouldn't be in the running. It's, it's always unfortunate when like the worst episode of the season comes on and you're watching it with all your friends who don't yes. normally watch SNL. Yep. And so you're like, no, I promise it's good. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that's what I thought. You get... You get the curve, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get the really good episode. Usually you get, like, a couple yeah. good sketches a week, and then, like, some of them are bad, and some weeks are worse than others. Uh, all right, yeah, those have been our thoughts. Um, we will be back next week with Lizzo. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Lizzo, double, uh, double feature. She's hosting and musical guest. That's going to be... Uh, Lizzo's going to be on the podcast? Yeah, Lizzo's oh, going to be on the podcast. She's not going to be on the podcast. If you have thoughts about uh, SNL, this stinker of a sketch, or you just hate any of the opinions we've said and want to send us hate mail... Maybe you're big Hall fans. Yeah, if you're a big Hall fan... Maybe you're a Yeah, maybe, maybe you are Jake Gyllenhaal. If you're Jake Gyllenhaal, come on the show. We will apologize. Yeah, we will apologize and suck you off on camera. Absolutely. <laughs> We are whores, friend. We are whores for stars. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, once again, thank you uh, for listening. Email us at billyhatemail at gmail.com. That is a real email address. I promise we will look at the email if you send it. Uh, and until next time, support local comedy. So long, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>